Like Adidas, but Nike just do it. Down four in the fourth, we go for the win. Michael, two seconds, we taking it in. Buck, Mike, and Combs, you know what's going on. Man, now we're at the dark. No LA, we a big spark. No fourth and inches, won't cut short. Got the best talking, it's all sports. Buzzing more than buzz beaters. We coming live off through your speakers. Go. And what is up, Man Hour Nation? Michael Bakasha here with the Man Hour. Be sure to head over to manhourradio.com and check out the merchandise page. We got the blog session happening over, over there. Of course, we got the Beastie merch. We got the Team Buck merch. We got the Man Hour logo merch. And of course, we got the Takeaway 22 merch as well. As 22 veterans, American veterans, commit suicide each and every day. And 22 uh, take Takeaway 22 merch has helped you raise awareness about said suicide, PST, PST. PSTD, etc. All that bad stuff that happens along with basically coming back from overseas in bad, bad ways over there. But guys, welcome to the show here. We do have a great show for you lined up. I got my man Luke G joining us sometime tonight. So be prepared for some lion talk. I want to talk to him about Baker Mayfield possibly going to the Detroit Lions and what does that mean for Jared Goff moving forward. And he wanted Deshaun Watson go to Detroit. Uh, I mean, obviously, he'd lie, lie, like it in it. So we'll dabble like around in that. It's had bit. Uh, so what else we got coming up? We got NFL free agency kicking off again. Miami Dolphins make a huge splash today, signing Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs, my team. And I, I know people say, oh, you got a Packers flag in there or whatever. That is because my wife is a Packers fan. We went to a Lambeau field to see the Packers play the Detroit Lions. And I did have a Packer flag hanging on my car the whole way there. It was it was a great, 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 great time. So you can be a fan of teams, but Kansas City is my team. And unfortunately, we we did lose out in the Tyreek Hill sweepstakes. So we will be talking about that as well. But we do some people popping in like in the chat here. What 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 is up, everybody here in the chat? Uh, Facebook user, be sure to go ahead and type on Let Streamyard use your name so I know so I know who you are so we can figure out who we're talking to and have a civilized conversation. But guys, tomorrow tomorrow about eight fifteen East Coast time, I got my man Carson Lang joining me. Via telephone to talk some Buffalo Bills. He tells me, he messaged me. It was this morning about four, three, four, three o'clock in the morning. Is it like, like he's, he's, like, he's like, hey, Buck, we go back. I'm like, yeah, but what, like, what, what's up? I want to give you a call and tell you why the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. I want to tell you why the Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl. I want to tell you why that you are talking out your butt when you say the Buffalo Bills are overrated. Uh, so. We got that coming up tomorrow. Like I said, we like we got Luke G coming up sometime tonight. No time. I gave him a time a time frame. So when he is done with his Luke G field review over at YouTube.com, be sure to check him out, guys. He will be popping in here to talk to us as well. But we have to address the elephant in the room, the title of the show, and that is Tyreek Hill. The Kansas City Chiefs and Tyree Kill could not come to a long-term extension today. So they basically said, hey, you and Mr. Drew Rosenhaus can seek a trade and we'll see what happens. Well, shortly after that happened, the Jets and the Miami Dolphins come calling and the and the Miami Dolphins won the sweeps won the sweepstakes. They they ended up giving five draft picks to the Kansas City Chiefs, including a first and a second, fourth in this year's draft, and then a uh, fourth and fifth in 2023 draft as well. On the other side of of that, Tyree Kill did sign a massive extension with the Miami Dolphins with a deal worth up to $120 million over the next four years, including $72.2 million guaranteed. That, that, that does make him the highest paid receiver in all of NFL. Devontae Adams obviously held that title when he signed with the with the Raiders, but we know how free agency works is basically the next man up is the highest paid man like like at this point. So uh it's it, it is it is kind of dumb, but 
Tyreek Hill is officially a Miami Dolphin uh, with uh, Tua, and then they have Jalen Waddle as well. They have a brand new head, like head coach, oh, like like over there. So things are cooking in Miami. So when the first things comes to mind about this Tyreek Hill trade, I was a little bit upset. I'm like, man, the Kansas Chiefs, Chiefs, we literally only have one receiver from last year. And that's McCole Hardman, and he didn't do jack squat for us, for us, right? But then we have Josh Gordon on the line, like on the practice squad. So I was like, man, what are the Chiefs doing this this offseason? We're literally blowing up the offense and the defense for what? We were, you know, competitive the last three or four seasons, the greatest show in the NFL, and it's just like it is what it is. But then I got to really thinking here. Guys, Tyreek Hill is 28 years old. He's going to be 29 years old this NFL season. Let's just be flat out honest. He was not the best receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, he made some huge spectacular plays. Yes, he would. Ext- he he is the fastest man on the field nine times out of ten. Yes, he he did run 27 route patterns. Right, I'm going to juke here, come back and do, and yes, he he did do all that. But let's just be flat out honest. When Tyreek Hill lines up with any other quarterback in the league, he will not be the same receiver. The Miami Dolphins overpaid for an average receiver without Patrick Mahomes. The reason why um, Tyreek Hill was so great was because of the ability of Patrick Mahomes to expend the play. Also, that helped Patrick, but Patrick Mahomes like in the end. So when you go to a team like the Miami Dolphins, they have a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater that just signed a free agency and Tua. Both pocket quarterbacks aren't going to ex- to extend the play like Patrick Mah- Patrick Mahomes does. That speed of Tyree Kill kind of goes out the window a tad bit here. So the the question is going to be a, be arose here. Like I said, Tyree Kill is a average quarterback with like without the Kansas City Chiefs and and and, and like we will see. Was it the system that made Tyreek Hill, or was it the player that actually made Tyreek Hill? I mean, let's flashback to the New England Patriots. You know, like is it the system to made that that made Tom Tom Brady, or is Tom Brady just that just just that good? I mean, obviously we are to find out that Tom Brady is just that good, but I think the system fit Tyreek Hill so well that it made him an elite caliber wide receiver, and on any other team. He just isn't going to be that good. Let's just be flat out honest about that. So Facebook user comes up here. Let me pop up your uh, your uh, a comment here. And he says, he's a POS. Any man that punches a pregnant girlfriend slash wife should not be out, should, should, should not be allowed to ever step on the NFL field. It's a privilege to play in this league. And I'm sorry if, if I'm getting therapy. Oh, and I'm sorry, and I'm getting therapy and help is help is great, but damage is like is done. So, Facebook user, um, I'm assuming you are probably a Kansas City Chiefs fan because you are taking, um, you are lashing out to Tyreek Hill here, saying, "Oh, you shouldn't have done this, this, and this, 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 this." Where is that energy when it happened two seasons ago? Where is that in? Where, where is that energy when uh, Ray Rice did it to his? Was it fiance or wife? Like, like at the time? Where is that energy when Kareem Hunt, you know, punched that girl out, that spit and spit and spit in his face? Now I do not con- do let's let, let's not get let's not get this twisted in any way, shape, or form. I do not condone hitting a female, especially a pregnant one, like like at that. But. To say he is a POS and he doesn't deserve this, 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 and this, we don't know the whole story. Everything got swept under the rug very, very quickly there in Kansas City. As soon as the charges came came up and the NFL started poking their nose around, there was a settlement and everything was dropped. And I, I believe the police actually come out and come out and said, "Oh, we misunderstood," or like that. There was a big controversy about that. Everything was really just swept under the rug very, very quickly about that. So I get your frustration, Facebook user, that Tyreek Hill is no longer a Kansas City Chiefs. But me as a Chiefs Chiefs, Chiefs fan here, I think that we are, I think we're better off without Tyreek Hill on the team. 
Yes, I know we got rid of Byron Prangle and the other guy went to um uh the the Raiders, right? And Tyreek Hill is is obviously going in Miami now. But we are better off without a player like Tyreek Hill on the team because of what you just said there. Also, let's flash back to the um AFC championship chip game. Him and McCole Armin were arguing on the sideline for whatever reason. No, no. The, it, may, it may have been the Buffalo Bill game, maybe. Like, I can't remember. But they were on the sideline. They were bickering about each other or bickering back and forth to, e, to each other. And clearly, everybody on that sideline had McCold Hardman's back, not Tyreek Hill's back. So, when we see that on the sideline of a playoff game that you are that you are excelling at, you ultimately won the game, and you're winning like at that particular point, and you're bitching and moaning that you aren't getting getting the ball, or or maybe or you know like you aren't getting in space to do enough no things. We don't need that on the Kansas City Chiefs. We do not need a player like Tyreek Hill's ego on the Kansas City Chiefs. Honey Badger himself come out and said it best. Basically, check your ego at the door. And now Tyron Matthew is in the free agent pool as well. So, uh, I mean, he's he's he, he's probably going to get a lot of money thrown at his way. So maybe this encrypted tweet from the Honey Badger, maybe he's coming back to Kansas City as well. I mean... Justin Reed with Tyron Matthew on the same D D D defense, bada bing, ba bada boom. Things might be happening over there. Things things might be good on the defensive side of the ball, but addition by subtraction is better for the Kansas City Chiefs in 2022. Because I pulled up some pulled up some stats stats here. Since Patrick Mahomes has been a starter on the Kansas City Chiefs, he has played five games without Tyreek Hill. Five games without Tyreek Hill the whole the whole entire game. In those five games, the Kansas City Chiefs are five and zero. Oh. They have a winning they they have, they have a winning differential by twenty four points or more. So twenty four points average is is what they beat those teams by in those five games. In those five games, those stats for Patrick Mahomes seventeen hundred yards, eight touchdowns, one interception. The key factor there, he is five and zero oh without Tyreek Hill on the field. The Kansas City Chiefs are a better team without Tyreek Hill on the field. Yes, he does bring explosiveness. I, 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 I get that. Yes, he does offer those little shuffle passes that he can break at any given time. But at the end of the day, he has a Barry Sandrum, Barry Sanders syndrome in him. You are going to get a lot, or you're going to get a very, very negative. There is no mediocre point in there. He is either going to break it for 80 yards or he's going to lose 20 yards trying to get 80 yards. At some point, you just got to lower your head down and get those 10 yards, right? So, the Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs fans, I, I get it. I get it. We don't know what we're doing in the free agency. I'm a, I am a Chiefs, Chiefs fan. I get it. When I first saw that, I was like, man, okay. I took, I took a deep breath. I encycled it. I took it in. I'm like, well, maybe maybe they can work something out in the like in the year. We have a year on contract still. Actually, I think he has 2 years left on his contract still. So like like we have the season and off season to work out a deal, work out an extension. Maybe he will come to reality like, "Hey, I like being on the Kansas City Chiefs. I like doing this this, this and this." But ultimately, the ego was not checked at the door money took over and quite frankly I don't blame him when when somebody throws 72 million dollars at like at me I'm going to have to say yes as well hell if somebody throws you know 30 million dollars I mean like I, see you guys like I will punch your mom and do, do whatever right like give me that give me that money but let's look at the Kansas City Chiefs side of thing of things here so without Tyree Kill on the Kansas City Chiefs, let's look at the receivers. We have Juju Smith-Schuster. We have McCole Hardman that could that uh, we drafted number uh, in the first round. What two years ago? Three years ago? Really hasn't been much because he has been behind Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, Byron Pringle, which is now gone, and he is in Chicago. So it is time for McCall Hardman to step up. We still have Travis Kelsey. We still have the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes, and 
Vantlin Scantley is rumored to be signing with the Kansas City Chiefs this offseason as well. Matter of fact, I saw a Kansas City insider say that he was at the Kansas City facility today talking and like that's and that's and that's that's why the Kansas City Chiefs were so like, you know what, we're gonna wash our hands of Tyree Kill and get rid of this. On the flip side of that, look what the Chiefs got, man. Five draft picks. A 29th and a 30th overall pick this year. A second round pick. I mean, there are some great receivers in this draft. Now, there are some teams above them that need receivers. The Patriots come to mind. The Jets come to mind. The Detroit Lions come to mind. There are five solid number one receivers in this draft that are just as fast and just as good as Tyree Kill his. Now, will they fall to number 29 or number 30? Probably not. The Kansas City Chiefs might have to package their two first-round picks or a first-round pick and a second-round pick to maybe jump up to, let's say, 14, 15, 16 range. Steal a receiver. And, hey, we are good to go. Like, at that particular point, you replace a aging receiver. Yes, he is a six-time Pro Bowl. Yes, he is in the, quote, prime of his his career, right? But let's just be flat out honest about it. Tyree Kill was injured most of last season with a nagging ankle injury. Could never get right. When we needed him the most, he was on the side side sideline. Like, oh, my ankle hurts. Right? So you go to the draft, you draft a receiver, Tyree Kill like, just as fast, just as explosive, probably a better route runner for a fraction of the of the money. Get him for four years plus the one. Kansas City Chiefs are just fine, guys. Chiefs fans, calm down. We are just fine. We are going to be okay. Pump the brakes a little bit because, quite, quite, quite frankly, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. If Tyree Kill wanted to walk, he wanted to walk. That is just the way way it is. I feel like, in the hearts of heart, he never really truly wanted to be a Kansas City Chiefs. Call a spade a spade. Never really wanted to be a Kansas City Chief, it seemed like. But let's look on the other side of this of this huge trade, right? I mean, like obviously the Miami Dolphins got a big name receiver in their prime. They have Jalen Waddle going into his second career. Very, very fast, very, very explosive wide receiver. They had they signed the Saints left tackle to protect Tua, which had the shortest amount of time to throw the ball last season, was sacked the most. I I I I do believe he was like third or fourth to get the ball out the fastest. Well, that's because he was under under the stress the, the whole time. But does Tyree Kill really make the Miami Dolphins that much better? No, they don't. Let's look at their head. Look at their their head coach. Let's start right there. Start at the top. This head coach was the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. What did the San Francisco 49ers excel in on the offensive side of the ball? They excelled in running the ball, milking the clock, and throwing the ball when needed in touch situations. That is what made the 49ers so good was being able to control the clock ground and pound you, and throw in some finesse as needed. So let's say he takes that mindset to Miami. They have a couple running backs that are starting to put the line together, and they, quote, have the most talented wide receiver core in all of NFL right now. But what is the point of having the most talented wide receiver core if you're not going to use it? What is the point of having Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, if you cannot use them effectively? Now, when we look at the 49ers, yes, they did use uh, Debo Samuel well. They they put him in the backfield. They put him in wide receiver. They put him in motion, zigzag motion, all that crap. They get Debo Samuel the ball a lot. Let's say Coach, Coach, Coach McDaniels, Puts Tyree Kill in that position. Makes him the running back, receiver, tight end, slot, whatever, right? 
Debo Samuel is about four times the size of Tyreek Hill. He is a thick, thick son of a gun. He can take that pounding, take that beating, take take getting the ball, you know, 30 plus times in that like in a game. Tyree Kill can't catch the ball nine times in a game without getting hurt. How is that going to be effective in Miami? I don't think it is. I mean, and then we look at Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is more built like Debo Samuel, you know, a little bit taller. Definitely not as thick. Debo Samuel is so thick, guys. It look look back at his film. He's a thick, thick individual. Jalen Waddle, maybe he put on some weight. Maybe he did a little bit of this. Maybe he did a little bit of that. Maybe he put the needle in his butt and gained 20 pounds. Can he be that guy? No, he, he cannot. Because if he is a guy, your $120 million receiver, Tyree Kill, is going to get pissed off. It is a double-edged sword at this point, and you were absolutely screwed if you are the Miami Dolphins fans. You guys are absolutely screwed. When you look at this, adding Tyreek Hill to your roster, plus that line, uh, the Saints offensive tackle, and then they add another offensive tackle, they they, they added like eight players to really solidify that offensive side of the ball. Your expectations, if you are a Miami Dolphins fan, is playoff or is Super Bowl or bust? Like at this point, is Super Bowl or bust? I'm going to call it out right now. Miami Dolphins, sorry, Javier. Miami Dolphins do not make the playoff with this team that they have currently constructed with 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 two with with, with Tua as a starting quarterback. You can have all the speed in the world in the wide receiver game. You can have. All the talent in the coaching booth. You you can have time to protect the ball, but let's just be honest. You can't throw the ball 15 yards down the field. Miami Dolphins, you guys gave up everything to get Tyreek Hill. And I, and I think you guys wasted your money. I think you guys wasted your draft picks. I think you guys wasted your, wasted your money. And Miami Dolphins fans, you guys just become Kansas City Chiefs fans like at this point because you guys love the Kansas City Chiefs sloppy seconds. Cedric Wilson, Tyreek Hill, list goes on and on and on. Sloppy, sloppy seconds. So, free agency is well underway, guys. Week two is, can we go a day without a blockbuster trade like at this particular uh, time, right? But you can anyways. Let's talk about some broadcast crews. Yes, we know that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are reportedly going to ESPN for Monday Night Football, but Al Michaels and Kurt Kerbstreet have been announced for the broadcast team for Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. So if you guys do not know, Amazon Prime is now the official home of Thursday Night Football. So if you do not have Amazon Prime, uh, you need to get it if you want to watch Thursday Night Football. Unfortunately, uh, so if you like to play the play, the stock's probably about July, August time, time frame, uh, get Amazon stock. And uh, because, you know, pe- people will be buying that Amazon stock through the NFL season and then sell it about December. Uh, but Al Michaels and Kurt Herbstreit will be the analyst for Amazon Prime NFL Thursday night football. I'm not very happy about that. Kirk Kerbstreit is just, is just not a very good color analyst. Uh, it, just for whatever reason, he he has a Joe Buck syndrome. Like, he thinks he's better than he actually is, and he just sucks. Al Michaels has obviously been the voice of football forever, right? Was it Al Michaels and John Madden forever? And Al Michaels has, has yet to really find that second partner there. Maybe Kirk Kerbstreit could, could, could be it. But if you guys are interested in that, that's what's happening on the thing aside. Um, my man Alpha Rob pops into the chat here. Alpha Rob, I know you're ju- you're jumping here a little late, but tomorrow my man Carson is going to be on the phone to talk how good the Buffalo Bills will be tomorrow, eight fifteen. Right now, at this time, I'll be ca- I'll be talking to Carson on the phone, and he's and he's he's going to be telling me how good the Buffalo Bills are going to be next season. But Alpha Rob says Hill will dis- Hill will disappear like Moss did with the Raiders. You know, I I don't think that is going to be fully accurate 
because I think Tyreek Hill has the ego to have the Terrell Owens syndrome almost, like saying, hey, you paid me, get me the damn ball. So now will Tua be able to get him the ball? Will um, Mike McDaniels, the new head coach in Miami, get him plays to orchestrate some, to get him the ball like they did with Debo Samuel? Uh, so to disappear, I don't think he will disappear per se, but he definitely will not have the fantasy impact like he did with the Kansas City Chiefs. Because you can say Tyreek Hill is going to be the number one receiver in Miami. You are going to double team team him, right? So basically, essence, take him out of the game. So Jalen Waddle is going to be a great fantasy pickup for your fantasy owners. Uh, I'll we will have Tori on probably here in a month or two to talk some fantasy football to really iron, iron, iron it out. But to disappear, that is tough to say just because I think the first six weeks of the season, it is going to be a big push to get Tyree killed the ball and say, Hey, we signed a Super Bowl. We are a team to be reckoned with in the East. Speaking of the East, I said that Miami Dolphins do not make the playoffs with this team as they currently have it constructed with Tua as starting quarterback, I mean, this this doesn't make them better. Guys, I, I, I don't want to re, repeat what I said, but this signing of Tyreek Hill does not make the Miami Dolphins better. If anything, it makes them worse. It kind of makes them like a one-dimensional offense like the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs were. You are putting Tua in a position to throw the ball 40 times a game with 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 Waddle, with Cedric Wilson, and Tyreek Hill. Those guys are going to want the ball. You don't have a big-name running back like you have a two-headed beast back there that could maybe carry, carry the load. But this offense that the Miami Dolphins are going to run is going to be like San Francisco, ground and pound. It's just the Miami Dolphins are screwed, guys. Five picks for an aging wide receiver. That that is that it is he is in his prime. Probably only has one or two years left, though. I'd be very interested to see what Tyreek Hill does next season. Not 2022. 2022, I think he will be fine. But 2023, 2024, and 2025, we'll see what really happens. Speaking of the AFC East, the Patriots signed, I should say re-signed, Malcolm Buckler, Butler to a two-year, $19 million deal. Butler did play with the with the uh, New England Patriots from 2014 to 20, 2017, I do believe. Uh, he had four years, with, and they won the uh, Super Bowl, uh, and he is back with a two-year contract, like I said. Uh, so let's flash back to that Super Bowl when Malcolm Butler was back benched by Bill Belichick and we never knew why he, he he was benched the Patriots ultimately lost that Super Bowl to the Eagles and Butler was gone the next season which he uh, signed a big money deal with Tennessee um so he was released in 2020 did not play last season so can this can this be mended because I feel like if I am at the top of my game, I am the best cornerback on your team, and you bench me during the Super Bowl, and we lose the Super Bowl, why would I want to go back there? That's kind of a head, head scratcher, so I digress from that. Butler did play for the Arizona Cardinals last season. Speaking of Arizona Cardinals, that, that kind of seems like a blow-up happening too, right? I mean... Wow, I don't know. Bobby Wagner visited L.A. today uh, to potentially make a deal. Obviously, the the Rams are looking to replace, you know, Vaughn Miller and some other key pieces that have retired slash left in free agency. And uh, they did make a splash by signing, um, what's his face, and uh, uh, Robinson II from the Chicago Bears. Uh, so maybe Bobby Wagner to L.A. makes sense. Maybe that puts him back in the Super Bowl. Probably not. Um, but he 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 is a six-time Pro Bowl, 31 years years old. 
Uh, many people says he has plenty left in the left in the tank, but uh, I don't know. I mean, last year he did have a high of 170 tackles. That's kind of impressive, right? I guess I I, I, I didn't realize that, but when you join him with uh, Aaron Donald and um, Leonard in there and Jalen Ramsey, obviously um, the Rams need some help. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see if. We'll see if Bobby Wagner's to the to the Rams uh make it make it happen. I don't know. We don't know, guys, but we are up against the first break here. Hopefully my man Luke G joins us here shortly on the other side of the break. But guys, we'll be right back here on the man hour if I could find the break. There it is. Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. That means we give the people what they want. Expert fantasy advice, leading medical and legal analysis, free contests, and innovative games to keep you entertained. Watch us live with the Tiki Live app on the Belly Up Sports channel, subscribe to us on YouTube, or follow us on all social media platforms. Visit TSSFantasy.com today for all the latest updates from the fantasy show of the people. We put the fun in fantasy. Yeah! I'm mayo over sour cream, yeah. Right, that's because you have high cholesterol. Okay! If you drafted Julio Jones, you got ghosted. This is amazing. TSS fantasy. This is like an orgasm. If I had a cigarette, I'd smoke it. I'm going to be here. This is the show of shows. TSS fantasy. The fantasy show of the people. I wanna be the best in the game, invest in my name Check no restraints, I'm obsessed with the pain I ingest, I retain, assess and I change Possessed by the thought I'll be free one day From society's restraints, money, clout and fame Mud disease, a plague, we all love to hate Have to play the game, have to make a name All our insecurities are on This display. is war with the enemy Think that it was meant to be Living in a time where disease is on every screen I won't let them fester me I know most are festering Negativity is a plague for the mentally weak No mercy, all I God is working, never stop searching, never quench the thirsty I'm toxic and psychotic, but it's logic, you can't stop it It's been chronic since I was a boy, so neurotic and chaotic Go!
And welcome back to the Man Hour, you guys. Michael Bakasha here with the Man Hour. Be sure to go to manhourradio.com and check out the merchandise page. As we do to try to pay the bills over there, guys, pick yourself up a t-shirt. T-shirts are over there $15 over there. They do have a warranty on them. We do not print them ourselves. We do a third-party print. So, so guys, be sure to head over to manhourradio.com and just pick up some merch. Some logo merch, some BC merch, some buck merch, takeaway 22 merch. Anything you guys could possibly want. It is over there. So, guys, help us out. Merch page over there. Guys, NFL or Major League Baseball season is starting to ramp up. Some spring training is is happening. I got to watch the A's versus the Cubs this afternoon. And there's been some rule changes that are that are affecting some teams out there, a.k.a. the Otani rule. So, if you guys don't know who Otani is, he is a pitcher slash designated hitter. Uh, I believe he was second or third in the home runs last season. Plus a top pay, pay pitcher for the um, for the Angels, but as you guys know now, the Major League Baseball is doing a universal designated hitter. So with that being said, a pitcher does not does not have to hit anymore in Major League. However, the the rule now has like a point seven six five four three two one thing on it, right? That we're calling it the Otani rule. Basically, when a pitcher comes out of the game, he can be then become a designated hitter, a.k.a. the Otani rule. Because, obviously, the Angels are going to let Otani hit in the game. So, after he pitches his five or six innings and he comes out, he can still hit as a designated hitter spot. And then, boom, the pitcher gets reasserted in there. So, that is good things for Major League Baseball. But, we do have to welcome the man... The myth, the legend, Mr. Luke G from Luke G's Field Review. What's up, Luke? What's going on, big guy? Man, what's going on? You know, listen, I'm I'm fashionably late. I can't hear you. Oh, no. You can't hear me? I'm talking. I see the little theme moving. What's going on? What's going on? Let me see. Uh, Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hello? No! Let me try something. Alright guys, I think we're having some technical difficulty. I am having trouble hearing Luke. And I think it's on my end, so I'm not for sure exactly what's going on. Um, So hopefully Luke can pop back in here. Let me test a few things i should have known that when i could hear the hear that hear the music playing earlier so yeah it is definitely on my end i'm pretty sure 100 positive on that uh so luke there you go can, can, it, can, can you, you hear, hear me? me yes i can hear so it was 100 on my end man I, I i actually had my uh computer audio muted so that is 100 <laughs> on me man I am an IT guy, and I forgot to power it on and power it back off. But, guys, this is Luke G from Luke G's Field of View over on YouTube. If you guys are into Detroit Lions, be sure to check Luke G out. Luke, shamelessly plug your show before we dive into tonight, man. Hey, it's Luke G's Field Review where we talk all things Detroit Lions, uh, do film study, uh, draft talks, uh, breakdowns, early, way, way too early predictions that I only got one wrong so far. Uh, over the last four years, so I'm still winning in that department. And we just keep it 100. It's an open forum that allows for you to come on and talk anything you want to talk. Um, maybe you you disagree with me. Feel free to come in and tell me I'm a nut. It's yeah. it's, it's perfectly open for people to uh, have fun and be a part of the conversation. So that's what we do on Luke G's Spill Review. Yeah, so uh, I was over on your YouTube channel here late last week before Watson ultimately went to the Cleveland Browns and you said you would welcome Deshaun Watson with open arms in the in the in Detroit. Obviously that's not possible right now. Uh so would you welcome uh say Baker Mayfield to D- Detroit? If Baker Mayfield came there as a free agent, I'm not trading for Baker Mayfield. Um, but if he came there and said, hey, I wanna, I'm want i going to come there as a free agent, knowing that he's probably not going to be the starter uh, or he's probably going to have to try to earn his spot to take the starter spot, then okay. yeah. But in terms of me giving up any type of uh, capital for him, 
not going to happen. I keep hearing that they want a first-round pick for him, and I find that absurd. Well, I don't find that absurd whatsoever because let's flashback to 2020. Baker Mayfield was the number ninth-ranked quarterback in QBR. Like, he, he definitely uh, warrants a number one pick. And last year, he played with a torn rotator cuff in in and 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 Labrum for 15 games. I mean, so clearly, he, eh. I mean, let's be Speak honest. on it. Let's be honest. Even if you were to, say, give him his props with that, and you were to hold that accountable where you're going to say, hey, he, he, he had this QBR, he did this, he did that. At the end of the day, this is this is more about what do you think he's going to bring to your team that will open them up um, to be able to do more. And for me, I don't see him doing anything that's going to give us more than Jared Goff. And if I really wanted to just get a quarterback where I had to trade a first-round pick, why would I trade the first-round pick when I'm sitting at second overall? If I just got to have a quarterback, I take a quarterback. Right. Uh, so, well, because, well, let me ask your opinion on this draft. Is is this the weakest quarterback class that you have ever seen? I won't say that. It's certainly the most. See, right now what people think is it's the weakest quarterback class. But what I see is is a quarterback class that just got a lot of quarterbacks who are super injured and, or super inconsistent at right. the things that they're inconsistent at. And to me. I think with the right coach, a lot of that stuff can be fixed. I mean, Josh Ellen is a perfect uh, example of that, where he's somebody who, um, for all practical purposes, he, he he was inconsistent in college, and they put him in and let him play and get the right people around him, and he had success. But I don't like just saying, oh, yeah, this is the weakest class because this, this, and this happened. It's, it's too soon and too early to tell, and for me, I just feel like, to call it the weakest class is, is ridiculous because we can look up and, and three to four of these guys can end up being superstars. You're very, very true. Just because they did not wow us at the combine and pro days and their season, therefore that means that they're going to fall later in the first round draft. So therefore they're going to go teams that necessarily don't need a quarterback right now. Right. They can let them sit on the bench. They can let them, let them mold and mold them into their said quarterback of the future, a.k.a. we're looking at the Colts that could, you know, draft a quarterback here. Uh, we're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers that could draft a quarterback and maybe the Tennessee Titans even just just, just as well. So I definitely see your point on that, and it does make a lot, a lot of sense. But I got to ask you this question here because we saw a big blockbuster trade happen just within what last five or six hours here. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, Obviously, Tyreek Hill went to the Miami Dolphins getting five picks in return, and you said that you would like to see the if the if the if the Detroit Lions were to get a quarterback to get it in the draft this year. So, would you be opening open to basically swapping picks with the Kansas City Chiefs? Swapping wait, Kansas City picks. I believe 20, what twenty four. They got a they got a 29th and a thirtieth first round pick this year, and they go they give me those two to move up to two. Yeah, I mean, what are you giving me? You know what I mean? Like you talk about. Let's put it this way: Look what was given up to move from twelve to three. So what are you giving me to move from basically thirty? Right, essentially, because you're talking about yeah. having those back to back. Okay, to move up from there to two, 20-some spots. What are you giving me? I'm giving you two first-round picks and opportunity to trade those first-round picks to jump up to 20 to get your quarterback of the future in the Cordell Patterson or Malik Wills. Well, well, we – okay, Patterson wouldn't work for us. That's one. And then two, again, with us having a second overall pick, we don't have a need to make a trade with them. Not when you have teams like Seattle who's sitting at nine and I can still get my quarterback of the future plus draft capital. Or if I really feel good about myself, I can turn around and say trade with a team like the Falcons at eight and get more draft capital and still feel good about myself. With them having that pick, they would basically have to do something 
that would probably sound almost uh, as absurd as what I'm about to uh, suggest, which is it would have to have a trade that looked like Deshaun Watson, where you're sending me these two first-round picks this year, your two first-round picks next year, and some conditional late-round picks, and then, yeah, we can talk. You won't give me four firsts, and you moving up, let's do it. But the reality is, is they're not going to be willing to give you that King's ransom because when I look at what was given up to move nine spots, certainly you're going to give me more to move 27. Yeah, well, I mean, really the Chiefs don't need to move up to number two because wide receivers historically fall like in the draft, and I think that's what the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do in the first round of this year's draft is get a receiver to replace Ty, Ty, Tyreek Hill. You have watched Senior Bowl games. You have watched Senior Bowl practices and pro days and calm combines, and you dive deep into the draft. What kind of receiver kind of fits that Tyreek Hill type of mold that would fit in Kansas City? See, that's the Do thing. I don't think they're looking necessarily for a receiver to fit the Tyreek Hill mold. They're not. They're looking for somebody to give you uh, the speed with consistent playmaking ability. And when you start to look at those kind of people, Traylon Burks comes into play. Um, people like Christian Watson come into play. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the guy from um, from Boise. But you're looking for these guys who are able to get in and out their cuts and create separation in, in unique ways. It is not always necessarily the speed part of it. Because we know what Tyreek Hill can do with the ball in his hand, but let's be honest, they've had him for a long time, and and somehow in all that time of them having him, the tight end is still the number one target. Because one of the issues with Tyreek Hill is, yeah, I can throw you the ball, but if I throw you a jump ball, it ain't like you finna win those jump balls. It's not like you <laughs> right. finna, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, I got to find a way for you to get wide open or scheme you open, whereas I want a target. Give me a target that's big enough to throw. If you have an opportunity to get a guy with a big body, like say, like let's say not even Mike Williams, what's the other guy over there? Uh, Ellen over in the Chargers, a big old body guy like that, maybe uh, Drake London or something like that. Yeah, I want the bigger target because I see now trying to force the ball into these small guys is is more challenging than people expect. And I've seen this too often with the Seattle Seahawks. And then by the time they finally got a big receiver to throw to, you you know, realistically. He was still trying to get the ball to the smaller guy who ended up being hurt. So yeah. I don't think they need to, you know, push it or or try to squeeze in. Let me get a another uh, Tyreek Hill. You don't have to. I think Tyreek Hill is is going to. He was expendable. I think the moment fans and other people realize that you have to stop um, acting as though that these are positions that you can't replace your team will be better. Yep. That's exactly what I said earlier in the show is like people on my social media are reacting like, what are the Kansas City Chiefs doing in free agency? We're giving up everybody. Guys, we're getting better. We are getting better by subtracting some of the cancer on the team. Because if you look at the playoff game, Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman were bickering back and forth while we were beating the crap out of the Buffalo Bills at that particular time. Yes, they come back and tied it in overtime, whatever. But just the point of the matter is Tyreek Hill was kind of starting to grow in ego, and it was it was starting to hurt the Kansas City Chiefs in the end. So, Luke, let me ask you this question. We have seen two big blockbuster trades, Devontae Adams to the Ray Raiders, Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins here. Both of them have been the next highest paid receiver in the NFL, and they have warranted tons of picks. Me and you have talked a month ago or so saying that really the Detroit Lions need some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Do you think the Detroit Lions will ever get a playmaker in free agency the way free agency is going right now? I think so. I was doing some research, okay, and – I wanted to see just the Lions history. And so for me, where a lot of the Lions success really kicks off for me is, is in 1991, where they, they go on a run um, with Eric Kramer and get to the NFC Championship game. And Eric Kramer as a quarterback was really freaking terrible. Like, it wasn't like he was great. That man basically matched touchdown for interception piece by piece. But we ran the ball and we played defense. 
But I started following the pattern from that year all the way up, and I just looked at the free agent moves that they made. All the seasons that they had success where they won, they did not spend a lot of money in free agency. Really? And all the seasons where they lost, we spent a ton of money in free agency. We spent a ton of money on Rick Wagner, on TJ Lane, on God, Trey Flowers. You look at all these times where we went out and named, got all these big-name players. We got nothing in return, the Justin Coleman's and things like that. And I started to say, is this just a lion thing? And what do you know? I went through, I looked at the last few Super Bowl winners, and guess what I discovered? All those teams who were winning the Super Bowl and getting to Super Bowls were in the bottom in free agency, free agency spending. Wow. And, and all the ones who were not getting to there and picking high were amongst the top in free agent spending, uh, i.e. the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Detroit Lions. And when you see this pattern happening over and over, I'm one of the people that says that there's enough for me to make uh, a, a conclusion that free agent spending does not work. You have to be able to get people at a comparable price. We, as a fan base, always think you got to go out and get the big name immediately. But what we forget is there are several waves of free agency. Yeah. People have to cut their rosters down to 75. People have to cut their rosters down to 53. And when they get down to the 53, trust me, there will be some talented players to get released. If you're, if you're a smart team, you wait for the 53-man roster cut, and then you add them, then you cut a guy. And then somebody else get cut. Oh, I like him. Let me add him, then I cut a guy. This is what the Lions is doing. And so to try to go out and find this playmaker – um, in free agency right now doesn't make sense. But I think they will find the playmaker that they need because let's be honest, Josh Reynolds started having a little resurgence in his in his, in his life once he got over here. Um, uh, Khalif Ra uh, Raymond started having resurgence. Chris Harris, remember Chris Harris, that guy that was taken in the first round, pick 22 that everybody thought was done, exploded. You just simply have to find players that fit your scheme and your system, and everything else will fall in play. And that's where you where you get your real playmakers. Because I'm still trying to figure out why is it that every time Jimmy Collins leaves New England, he don't perform the same. Some people work better um, in certain schemes than others. And I think when it comes to this as a fan base, we have to look at it like that. Can you get somebody that's going to be comparable to what we're doing? Right. So, so there is a receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs roster right here, practice squad roster, by the name of Josh Gordon. We all know Josh Gordon history with the Cleveland Browns and then with the Seahawks for like, what, three games. But he, he was on the Kansas City Chiefs roster last year. They, they cut him during the second playoff game. I, I do believe nobody paid him up and they re signed him to the practice squad. So, Josh Gordon is a player that I could possibly see getting cut when it comes down to the 53-man roster cut, you know, August 10th or whatever it is. I don't, like, I don't know the day. I'm just throwing, it, throwing a date out there. Would you like a player like Josh Allen on the Detroit Lions? Our head coach said he don't want any turds. He want people who are consistently passionate about this thing called football, who want to be great, who want to shine and be a part of a team atmosphere that evolves around them doing certain things. And the reality is, is this, he doesn't fit that, that bill. He doesn't fit the idea of somebody who is a kneecap biter as they like to coin the term for our head coach. And he doesn't fit somebody who's passionate. He has moments where he's up and where he's down emotionally. And I get it. I think it's fair for him to feel that way. But for a team like the lions who has been in the basement as long as they have, they don't have time to wait on someone to get their things together. Not when I'm coming into a draft that's going to be real receiver heavy between day two on out. So, no, I, I, I would pass on him. Um, I mean, even if you got him for the, a dirt, dirt cheap, it would be on a tryout deal and he, and he can prove it. Then, yeah. okay, sure. You know, 1.75, something like that. Sure. But outside of that, I don't see them targeting him. I don't think he fits what they're doing.
Okay, so so guys, we are talking with Luke G from Luke G's Field Field Review. He does a Detroit Lions show over there on YouTube. So be sure to give him a follow. Uh, he is on five five days a week from anywhere from an hour to like six hours. He loves talking to Detroit Lions, and he he loves talking ball. <laughs> say that was say what 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 Luke? I'm I'm sorry. No, I said I know. I, I agree. Oh. It seems like an hour. Say okay, we do an hour and a half. Then it'd be two and a half hours. I'd be like, what the hell? All right, you know. Uh, yeah, so uh, so I, I I got a couple more minutes before I gotta run to work and pack for vacation. Uh, fun, fun, fun. Uh, so you said, and I'm using your words very, very loosely here, that basically teams that that don't spend a lot in free agency are normally the teams that are in the Super Bowl type of hunt, right? So yep. we seen a team like the New England Patriots last year spend crazy amount of money in free agency they got tight ends they got linebackers they got offensive linemen what they they spent like a billion dollars like it like like it like it seemed like this year they aren't spending anything so when we look at the afc east who is your favorite in the afc east here just because we do see the buffalo bills spending a lot of money in free agency we see the the new england Patriots not spending a lot of money in the free agency are the buffalo bills overrated I'm not saying the Buffalo Bills are overrated. Uh, I don't think that you can say that they're overrated. But I think we find out who these teams are when playoffs come, right? And so if you're asking me, do I think New England's going to win the division? No. But but do I think New England can get in the playoff and disrupt everybody's life? Absolutely. Because the other teams got to balance a lot of different attitudes and things like that and how to get the ball to people and stuff like that. The Buffalo Bills' problem is, is, they believe that their best chance to win is on the legs and arms of that quarterback. And that's a fail. And when you look at teams who've done that, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons with Michael Vick, uh, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, when you're relying solely on that quarterback's legs and arms versus the quarterback having to just throw the ball, yeah, it's not going to go well for you. What I can tell you is, is this. Go back and just pay attention to a lot of these teams, and what you will start to notice is, is those teams who are not spinning big often find themselves in a position um, that gives them a better chance at getting to those Super Bowls um, and, and winning and doing success in the playoffs versus those guys who are spinning big. Uh, Jacksonville, again, is a perfect example of them. Um, and even I believe that one year uh, you had uh, the Rams go crazy and spend all this money. And then they, they, they end up getting to a, a Super Bowl, but by the time they got to the Super Bowl, everybody was hurt, Right. Um, and then they couldn't really sign anybody else without taking huge hits. And then they end up taking huge hits and they just started saying, forget it. We got to just wait a year or so. Then we'll go back at it again hard. And then they came with that free agency and they did it differently. The only big thing they did that year realistically was the Matthew Stafford trade. Um, everybody else was pretty much the same. And if you look at the, uh, the other part of it is, is, the reason why those teams are getting to the Super Bowl and having success is because those teams are usually built through the draft, whereas most of those other teams who go into free agency trying to find people to, to bring what they did over there, and those coaches come in and often forget, hey, this is what they were doing over there that made him successful. That's why you're starting to see a change in, in, in the arms. And so to me, in the AFC East, I give New England a serious chance to reclaim its glory because I understand, one, they have the culture, and two, they, they certainly have made decisions that, that work in their favor. Now, this year, I think they, they made a, a lot of modest signings, but it's way more different than what they did the previous year. They spent big the previous year. So just keep an eye on it. You'll see the pattern, and then you'll have to say, oh, this is crazy. Spending big in the free agency does not win you anything. Yeah, so, Lou, just so you know, I clipped you right there, so I'm going to post that clip up tonight on the YouTube channel just to piss off the Buffalo Bills fans even more because I am <laughs> I am Buffalo Bills uh, fan like in, like in the Crosshairs 101 uh, because uh, let me scroll back up in the chat here. Mr. Goldfield says Bills aren't overrated and y'all are 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 clowns he is from that uh, buffalo bill clip when i said they're overrated and it, and they're coming at me when combs is the one that was talking highly on them but well whatever it, like 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 it is what it and is. i never said they were overrated i said that teams who spend the most money is where you have that <laughs> issue so just yeah, saying and, 
Alpha Rob says the Patriots have zero chance of winning that division. And Drew says, howdy, boys. What's up, Drew? Thanks for t- tuning in. But, but guys, uh, I am with my man, Luke G. Be sure to check him out. Luke, we are up against that hour. So before yes, we sir. go, let the people know where they can find, find your show, my man. Hey, come check me out on Luke G's Fear Review. We talk all things Detroit Lions uh, sports. We do film studies and everything else in between. And if you just want to come over there to argue with me, feel free. I open the forum up for you to come in and do so. Um, but make sure you come in prepared and that you come in with something uh, of stuff that's behind you. Because I will challenge you on your view if you say something crazy. And that's how you locate Car- me. Because Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton, and Baker Mayfield are all top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> the hell are you up. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow at 8.15, I got my man Carson Lang on lawn on the telephone to talk some Buffalo Bills and tell me he's going to tell me why they're that like they're that damn good. Have a good night guys. Thanks Luke. We'll see you tomorrow man. Shout out sometime whenever. <laughs>